Hello and a big warm welcome to you and welcome to the Aware Parenting Podcast. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and it's been a bit quiet here over on the podcast for a while. I was super busy working on editing the emotional life of babies. And I want to say thank you so much, everyone who has supported me by sharing about it, by buying a copy, by sharing it with your friends, by writing reviews on Amazon, all the things. I've been so delighted to see the response and how it keeps on being number one in different places. It's really a dream come true for me. So Thank you, thank you so much for that. And I do want to say for people who are waiting for an audio book, there will be one coming. I'm going to be recording that early next year. And now I am beavering away on my next book, which is called, actually I might do a, a title reveal here. I haven't shared it publicly anywhere else. The title is I'm Here and I'm Listening. <laughs> the subtitle has been something... I've been working on with my lovely Facebook team. Thank you to those of you who are here listening. You know who you are. I so appreciate the bazillion versions that we've been through. We thought we're at the final version and now I think this really is. And I've just seen the illustrator's, what's it called? Front cover. Just seen the front cover from the illustrator and I'm totally in love with that too. So I love this process of book writing and editing. So I'm really, really enjoying that. So it has meant that I have been a bit quieter here on the podcast. I'd also love to share that there's going to be a companion children's book for each of the books too. So the companion one for The Emotional Life of Babies is called I Love You However You Feel. It's, as you might have guessed, it's all about unconditional love for all of our children's feelings, babies' feelings. And there's going to be a companion one for I'm Here and I'm Listening to. And then there's another book coming after that on Sleep and Aware Parenting. And there's a children's one coming from that too, which is one I wrote, I think it was probably about 15 years ago. I'm so excited to get to share it with more people. So that's the little update on the book situation. <laughs> and what I would love to do now is to introduce you to the next series. So we finished that series on the effects of birth and I loved it so much. I so appreciate all of you who sent in responses in various ways and there was one of you who particularly was so deeply affected by the episode that Roma and I did who were both incubator babies and there was someone who wrote me the most amazing long email which I totally loved about the absolute transformative um, journey that you went on after that so thank you this next series is all about food, feelings and trust. And I'm really excited about this one too, because of course it is such a huge topic and really, really big in the culture at large. And I love the aware parenting perspective on this. And what I thought I would do today is do a little kind of overview of the kinds of things that I will be talking about and inviting guests to come on and share about and then move on to each episode where we'll be diving in deep to particular elements of this. So this is a general overview. It won't be everything or all the things that will be included, but just to give you a little flavour so that you know what's coming. 
What I would also love to say is if you would like to dive in deeper to aware parenting and the the aware parenting perspective on food and eating and control patterns and but most of all trust, I really, really recommend Aletha Salter's book, Cooperative and Connected. So Aletha Salter, PhD, of course, the founder of Aware Parenting. She has a beautiful chapter in that book all about eating and ailments. And it's a beautiful book anyway. It's got all kinds of different topics on all kinds of things, including tears and tantrums, eating and ailments, conflicts and challenges, playing and pretending. And what I love about Aletha's work is I come back to this again and again and again and she did an edit of this book that I'm editing now on children and whenever I hear how much she trusts the innate wisdom of babies and children I just feel so delighted and so happy I just so deeply see babies and children this way with such deep trust and as you know, I talk a lot about the disconnected domination culture, and I do think this is one of the biggest things for most of us is actually to get freer from our cultural conditioning and the effects of that conditioning on our experiences as children and the healing that is required and the listening to feelings that we need and the reparative experiences, the reparenting so actually, we can be there to support children and babies to be the wise beings they are. They have so much innate body wisdom. And I think it can be so helpful to remember this as parents because I think so often, and of course, we can get focused on whatever's going on for our child and what might we need to do. And so often it really is about freeing ourselves from the ways that we're actually preventing their natural innate wisdom from doing what exactly it knows how to do so i just want to invite you whenever whenever you want to remember that or whether that whenever that would be helpful <laughs> that that little reminder trust 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 so there are also a couple of chapters in the book that i am editing now that will be relevant too so whenever you listen to this, I'm recording it in late October 2023. It will be coming out in the next little while. So if you're reading, oh, if you're reading, oh my gosh, you can tell I haven't done a podcast for a long while. If you are listening to this in 2024, that book will be available. <laughs> so I have a caveat, which is, Please listen to yourself and trust yourself in this series, as with all of the series, but with this one in particular, if you think that your baby or your child has something going on physiologically with food that needs attending to, please listen to that. This isn't only about trusting our children and their innate wisdom, it's also about trusting our innate wisdom. Our intuitive knowing is so powerful. So if you have some suspicions that there's something going on with their gut biome or they have intolerances or allergies or you just get a sense that there's something awry please 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 listen to yourself if you are concerned please reach out to your trusted health practitioner it's so important for you to listen to yourself and in this series i'll also be inviting us as adults to explore our own relationships with food and again there i invite you to listen to yourself in relation to 
listening to those episodes and whether you're willing to at any point if you feel called to pause it, it can be really big for many of us feelings in our relationship with food have been so intertwined we can hold a lot of feelings at bay with food we can have a lot of things in relation to choice and agency and autonomy and all kinds of things so please 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 be very gentle with yourself please listen to yourself most of us have decades of unexpressed painful feelings and we're doing such wise and amazing things to be helping ourselves with various control patterns or suppression or dissociation it's very very important that we go very gently with awareness with compassion and with lots of support so as i say this episode is just a brief introduction i'm going to go into each of the topics in more depth in the upcoming episodes so one of the main things will be about trusting children's innate wisdom in relation to food and most of all in helping them stay connected with that. So again, I really want to emphasize where parenting its trust in children's innate wisdom. And that isn't only in relation to food. That's also in relation to attachment, in relation to sleep. If you haven't listened to the sleep series and how aware parenting really sees sleep in quite a different way to many other approaches. They have innate wisdom in terms of not only attachment, but their own individuation process and the speed of that. And each child is very different. They have innate wisdom in knowing how to heal. And that's what many people focus on in terms of understanding about the power of attachment play and crying and raging to heal from stress and trauma. Children and babies innately know how to do that. They are so wise. They know all about learning, how they need to learn, what they need to learn, at the pace they need to learn at in order to fit into the family and culture they're born into. They have so much wisdom. And again, I just want to keep coming back to, I think, such a large part of our journey is to gradually free ourselves from the cultural conditioning which says that children are flawed or inferior in some way and to actually reclaim that deep trust in their innate wisdom so that we can see not only the ways that we've been getting in the way of that or working against that innate wisdom so we can see those invitations that they they have for whether that's healing or sleeping or whatever it is but also how we know then the exact practices and responses that we can move in with exact qualities that we can move in with to support those innatural innatural that oh innatural that's a combination of the word innate and natural it's a new word innatural <laughs> those natural and innate and intrinsic wise processes that they have so in a way parenting the official terms for trust in children's innate wisdom in relation to food is often called either the self-demand approach to food or self-regulated eating. So if you know my work already, you know I'm really passionate about the power of language and the power of the words that we speak on our embodied sense of things. And so I always invite everyone, this is not aware parenting, the language part, this is more the Marian method, 
But my invitation is always for each of us to listen into what happens in our bodies, in our sensations when we speak particular words. So for me, I prefer the term self-connected eating. That helps me feel more the, the sense I like. But I really want to let you know that self-demand approach or self-regulated eating are the official aware parenting terms. So helping children stay connected with their innate body wisdom in relation to food really means trusting that originally they know what their body needs, how much and when. And that might be different from the cultural perspective. So in the culture that I live in, that's generally the idea is of three meals a day. And the culture I live in is often different food at each meal's. And that may not be how each child's body wants to be nourished and how that may change over different years and ages. Often younger children can often want little and often or all different ways. And and again, every child is different. So if you know about what I'm passionate about, if if you've read The Emotional Life of Babies, you'll really see I talk a lot about observation and experimentation. So much of really understanding our children and becoming more and more attuned with them so that we can respond in a really attentive way is observing them. And in particular, their relationship with food. What I like to think about as well, if we're thinking about the effects of our culture, is to look at different cultures and what happens there. And I remember when I was in my 20s and I was travelling around to lots of different countries and how surprised I was to see what different cultures offered for breakfast, for example, and how it was so different from what I grew up with thinking what breakfast food was and that was part of what helped me start opening up to ah I see this is just one cultural perspective and that's why I think it can be really helpful the more we understand that these are all different cultures ways of responding to this particular scenario the more we actually get freed up to see that we actually have choice about whether that resonates with us and and that we get to choose in our own unique families how we approach meals and food. And that can be so helpful, particularly with aware parenting, when in the culture there still are these particular ideas and often things like children needing to sit at the table and sit right until everyone else is finished and to have savoury food first and then sweet after and then all these kinds of things which again, may not be the most helpful thing for each family or each child. And if we are really wanting to listen to them, inquiring into all of these kinds of things can be really helpful. And that often means really inquiring into these same things for ourselves. And I know certainly for me, I know my lovelies are 21 and 17, that they invited me to go on this profound learning journey and exploration journey and really inquiring into my relationship with food and it's really transformed as a result I have a really deep self-listening and self-connected relationship with my body and food and hunger and satiation and trust deep deep trust and that's really come about through 
applying this aware parenting approach with my children and then learning from that for myself to reconnect with that. And I will talk more about that in more detail. And that may be the case for many of us. You know, we may have done other things with babies and children when they were younger. And then we may realize, oh, actually, they may not be as connected with that innate wisdom anymore. But the beautiful thing is it's never too late, just as it's not too late for us as adults to regain that. And I'm evidence of that. (laughs) Many, many other people are, too. But whatever we've done with our child in the past, we can also support them to return to that innate wisdom. And so much of that comes through bringing in all the aware parenting practices. And that's what I'm going to be really talking about a lot, that all the aspects of aware parenting, so the three aspects, which are attachment-style parenting, non-punitive discipline and the understanding the effects of stress and trauma, preventing stress and trauma wherever possible, and then supporting the natural healing from stress and trauma through crying and raging and laughter and play with children. So it's really seeing that when we're talking about food, to apply aware parenting to food and eating means utilizing all the aspects of aware parenting and all the practices it's not something on its own it's a part of the whole picture so when we're wanting to support our children to be more deeply self-connected again so that they really know what their bodies are telling them so much of that again comes back down to connection our connection with them our support our observation our experimentation our conversations all of those things so Again, we're going to be talking more specifically about those. It's so vital. That connection is that vital point. So again, as you know my work, and this isn't aware parenting, but more the Marian method, if at any point you feel tempted to pick up what I call those guilt sticks or the self-judgment sticks, I invite you to put those down. And what I love remembering is that we can be open to learning new information. We can learn new information We can learn things and actually if we want to keep evolving and growing and becoming as parents, we're going to be constantly learning new things that we didn't know. Not only external information like from podcasts and books, but also just from our children growing and changing at different ages and us becoming more aware of more things and having more conversations. So it's inevitable that we're going to learn things so we know things now that we didn't know back then. And that means that we probably would have done things differently in the past. Many times I certainly would have. And what I want to remind you is that is different from judging ourselves. So we can learn new things and be unwilling to pick up sticks in relation to what we didn't know in the past and what we did or didn't do as a result of not knowing then what we know now. So as always, throughout all the episodes and throughout anything that you ever receive from me, whether it's Instagram posts or books or whatever it is, I will be constantly and repeatedly inviting you to put down those sticks. You might even find yourself saying, oh my gosh, she's going to say again, isn't she? You might even feel annoyed about how many times I invite you to do that. But I really run want to remind you instead that just like with aware parenting rather than punishing our children we can choose to be deeply compassionate with them as much as we possibly can the same is true for us that we really can learn to put down the sticks with you know I'm not willing to judge myself 
that I didn't know that back then. I am willing to be compassionate with myself. So that's another invitation there. So going back to the self-demand approach or the self-connected approach, Aletha makes it really, really clear that that self-connected or self-demand approach will only work if we fully implement all other aspects of aware parenting. So that's why it's so important, again, to just keep coming back to noticing, oh, how are we getting on in each of those areas? Is, Is your child asking for lots of extra cuddles? Are you willing to offer those to them? Are you finding yourself slipping into using threats? Are you willing to support yourself to maybe get some more listening time or have more of your needs met so that you can respond without using any kind of threat or coercion or punishment or shame or rewards, any of those things. And are you finding ways to offer attachment play and listen to their crying and raging? So that's all important too. So next, I would love to do a little brief intro as well to eating as a control pattern. Now, I would say it's probably one of the most common cultural control patterns. So a control pattern is a repeated and habitual way we use to suppress or dissociate from feelings. And I would say eating next to screens are probably one of the most common ones in our culture, as well as just the more internal ones, such as things like muscle tension. And really just remembering that when we repeatedly feed babies and children, when they have what I call healing feelings to express. So they actually have feelings to express from stressful or just overwhelming day-to-day events or larger trauma. And we, with the most loving intentions, because we think they have a need, in other words, we think they're hungry and, and we feed them, they can learn to interpret the sensations of upset feelings as hunger, which can lead to them asking for food when they actually feel upset. And again, this is where it's so important to drop any sticks because this really is so common and this control pattern gets passed down in families. So if you notice that that happens with your parents and your grandparents, it's going to be so normal and natural for that to be a journey that you're on and that you may find that is quite a journey for you with your child. And I want to remind you, it's never too late to become more aware of these things. It's never too late to support children to come back to a more accurate understanding of what their body is telling them whether that's I'm hungry now or I'm thirsty now I'm tired now or I'm upset now so it's it's never too late so we're going to be talking in future episodes about what we can do to help ourselves so that our babies and children are less likely to develop eating control patterns in the first place and really to remember that it's so important particularly with eating and Anita's really really clear about this she sees it similarly to things like thumb sucking or finger sucking because it's something that a baby or child is doing with their own body to really not use loving limits apart from in particular situations and and in general only 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 as a last resort after we've really worked on all the other layers and levels that we'll be talking about but particularly you know connection all the other aspects of aware parenting and attachment play and 
really doing our own inner work as well so that we're building that emotional safety for them to feel more and more comfortable to be expressing more of their feelings so it's really again avoiding using power over them basically so Aletha really generally recommends loving limits with food only in two particular situations which I will talk about in future episodes and then one of the other main elements in the future episodes as well will be supporting children who already have eating control patterns, which again, I want to say is really common. I vote to drop the sticks. It's, it's very common in our culture. And really the kinds of things that you can, might be focusing on to support yourself and support your child to return to that more self-connection, self-knowing and making choices that are really what their bodies are telling them. So so what else did I want to say? I just want to send you lots of love and compassion. Again, I'm going to be repeating this often. It's so important for us to be really compassionate with ourselves about this. Before the next episode comes out, you might be starting to want to reflect on this for yourself, observing your child. But again, with so much compassion for both of you. A general invitation would be to see if you are completely unwilling to judge yourself or your child or your parenting and just to really bring this compassionate curiosity to your observations and just to notice. You might also be curious about your family of origin or even just people that you notice or you might be watching a movie or a, you know, a something on Netflix or wherever it might be and you might start noticing these things and how people talk about food and how food is in the culture that you live in. And also, you know, for each of us, our background, that can be really interesting to look into. And I'll also be inviting you to do that. Many of us have a lot of uh, cultural trauma in relation to food. And I won't go into that deeper right at the end of this one, but these are the kinds of things that I'm going to be inviting you to inquire into. So while we go through this, series together I invite you to imagine that I'm here with you and I'm supporting you and if you would like to gain more awareness about this for yourself for your child for your children for your family I am right here with you and appreciating you because I think this can be a profound experience to really regain that deep self-connection in ourselves support our children to stay deeply connected with that and that bringing that trust in can really transform our lives our children's lives our relationships our families it's really huge so here's to trust here's also to such self-compassion and compassion for all the ways we've needed to cover over that trust we've needed to acquire all kinds of control patterns including with food and I'm just so excited and delighted to be on this journey with you and I look forward to the next episode in the meanwhile if you want to find out more about my offerings there on my website which is marionrose.net you can find uh, my books there I've got lots of courses, free courses, paid courses. And oh, actually, I did want to say that too. If you are wanting some support in terms of a course, my We're Parenting with Marion course has sections in there on this, on food and eating and control patterns. And if you're listening to this now, there's a live round just about to start on the 4th of November. 
but it's open all year round. But if you do want to join a live round, uh, what I love about this course is that you can ask as many questions as you want and I will do a Facebook Live that responds to your specific question. So that can be yummy too. So if you want a little bit more support and you're not necessarily wanting to dive into one-to-one work, that can be really enjoyable. I do also offer one-on-one support and I do have a shorter offering at the moment and also I will be starting to share about my longer term offerings which start at the beginning of January so they're usually um, sharing about those at the end of December which are six month or 12 months mentoring if you really want that deep and long term support. So I'm happy to be back here with you again. Thank you for listening. I am sending you so much love and see you in the next episode.